Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of Project Ray Ray. I'm your host Anusha and it's great to have you here with us today. From wherever you are in the world, I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful day. Today we have Mr. Sande Kolawole Sholanke. He is the co-founder of PTS Point Recycling. And basically he founded this organization to help with waste management situation in Nigeria. And I'm not going to actually speak any more about him. I will let him introduce himself. So Mr. Sande, the microphone is yours, please. Okay, thank you everybody and thank you for this opportunity. So I am Sunday Kolaole Sholanke last year, like like she has said earlier. So Sunday I hold I hold an executive certificate MBA from Lagos Business School, Pan Atlantic University, University of Lagos, Lagos, Nigeria, and also to have about 10 years experience in volunteering and, and over five years work experience in this, in the social development space. I work with VSO in Nigeria and other and other NGOs in Nigeria, majorly on youth development. And, and, and community and community development as well too. Thank you, Mr. Sunday. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about PTS Point? So so basically, P, PTS Point is is a registered value chain social enterprise. We focus on clo- we, we focus on closing the plastic waste recycling loops by deploying mobile technology, using leveraging community collection model infrastructure, premise on in- incentivizing plastic recycling. Basically, that's what we do. So, so that means what that means is we try to use technology to connect households to, to community infrastructures and also use incentive to drive that initiative. That's what we do. Okay, great. So before we get to the technology part, um, let's just talk about a little bit about where you're situated. So which part of Nigeria are you located in? Okay, so we are based in Ibadan, Oyo State, Nigeria. Okay, and tell us how bad is the situation there when it comes to to landfills, to to trash on the side of the road. Please tell us a little bit about about the landscape. Okay, so about the landscape in Ibadan. Ibadan is is the third largest city in Nigeria by landscape after Lagos and 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 Kano, but the third and and even as of last year, according to to the latest to the latest reports. But also has the third highest purchasing power in this in, in, in the country too. So that means we have a large so Ibadan has a, a population of over six million people within within Ibadan itself. And that's a large number itself. And and basically all over Nigeria, you can see what's all over Nigeria and even all over Africa now that there are no basically community collection infrastructures. So that means it does not exist. And that's why Ibadan Ibadan has four four dump sites. And all of them, okay, I call them dump site, no, no landfills now, so you can know what I'm saying. On the dump site, where people just pack all their waste, mud it together, go there, and go drop. That's, that's, what, that's what happens in Nigeria. And from there, the land site cut, cut, uh, catch fire because because they are waste. With time, we eat, they catch fire, and they burn for, for, for longer days. They release CO2 emissions into the atmosphere. And those ones who do not find their waste into dump sites, you find them on the road, and, and and on the streets and on the gutters and and well and that's 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 why and that's the reason why whenever there's there's a, there, there is any 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 big rain you see flood on the streets you see house destroyed because all all because all the all the sea all the places the the water should pass should pass flow they have been blocked and closed up by plastic waste so the problem is is very very huge yes yes okay so what exactly does PTS point do you collect the waste and then what do you do. So, so basically, because we're just starting. So before now, what to do basically is we first do awareness campaign. So we go to communities, we tell them about about the issue of climate change, about how the environment should look like, 
and then environment when it is dirty, I contribute to to to, to climate to, to CO2 emissions. And so what 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 you see is because there are no there are no clear community community collection infrastructures. So what we see is community people do is they burn their waste themselves, and the moment they burn the waste, there's an emission into the atmosphere, which also affects the CO2 emissions. And, 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 and that leads to climate climate, climate change. So what I we first do basically was doing that advocacy. But along the path, we felt like, fine, if you say they should not, they should not burn their waste again, where should they keep their waste? And that was the, that was led us to ask, can we now turn this initiative into, into an enterprise that's sustainable and economically viable? Okay, so explain to me your business model then. Where Where is the revenue coming from? What do you spend money on? Explain to me that side of things. Okay, so where do we make our money from? So, so one of the first things we make our money from is number one, plastics. You make money when you when you collect after collection, when you sell, when you sort, and and you sell. So that means loose loose plastic but plastic bottles. If when you take it further, then you then you sort, then you bail. So that means you sell bail plastic bottles. Then the next one, the, the next one in the value chain is if you have more investment and you can crush to flakes, then you can crush to flakes. That you sell the flex to, then if you have more money to more investment or more grant to, then you take it out from there, then you wash. So when you wash and you have clean flex, then you can handle exports, and then you can you can handle, you can you can begin to generate foreign FDI for the country, and, and also create more 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 employment for the local for the local population too, and also too, in in the waste sector too, women are the most comfortable you find on. On that job, so meaning you are also at the same time to empowering empowering the local women who have low skills, who do not have high skills, who can who work with you, who serves as collector, who serves who serves as 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 the ones who clean the bottle after I've collected. They are the one who sort, they are the one who builds, and they are the, they are the one who do. So so in the waste sector in Nigeria, women constitute seventy percent of the of the workforce. And where exactly is PTS point in this chain right now? So where we are now is we are we are at the point of starting a full collection. Where we can where we can collect salt and bail, so that's where we are now. Okay, and you're do, using technology for this. So explain the technology part of this for me. Okay, so what happened with technology was one of the things we discovered was so COVID happened to us last year. So when COVID happened, we're like so, what can we do better? It was one of the issues with COVID is to make sure that people do not have too much of interaction. So we're like so, how can I bring technology? Into 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 our solution, and that was why that was why we went into the tech route and we developed what we call junkyard. And also too, because before before we launched too, we've done some inner in in house research into that sector to see what are the challenges. And one of the challenges we saw was data was missing, mm-hmm. technology was missing. Also too, there's also there's also a cheating too where collectors cheat households because there is no there is no agreed timeline of on, on incentives, so I can say my own today is ten naira. I can say I can say my own is twenty naira. So there is no uniform incentive model. So which are which was was trying to be to bridge so that we can so that so that both the consumer, both the citizens, and we collectors can have trust in each other and say, fine, whatever we are doing, everybody's benefiting, and that's what we call the share value. So it's not as if anybody's making gain of a person. So in the long run, everybody should benefit. So it should be a, it, it it should be a share value. That's that's a webbing technology, so that everybody can can be can be on par. That's that's wonderful. I mean, I feel like uh, one of the impacts, the well, possible positive impacts of COVID is that it taught us to really innovate, to think out of the box on how we can actually improve, you know, our societies around us, our communities around us. Yes. So that's yes, yes. that's great. So you found a way to make 
uh, waste collection innovative. Yes. So yes. you actually go down to collect the items. Yes. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Mr. Sunday. So I think Vivek actually has a question for you right now. Sure, sure. You know, Mr. Sunday, thank you so much for for sharing your story. I think it's truly inspiring what you're trying to do. I think not enough people actually even focus on the environment as much. You know, so it's very important that. We have some young entrepreneurs and social enterprises that are focusing on on the environment. So, first of all, thank you very much for for committing your time and effort into a project like this. Thank you. A couple of questions that I had for you first was: so far in your process of PET points recycling, how much waste have you actually collected as of today? Do you do you have a figure on that? Okay, so we did, we did a pilot last year, and we were able to collect twenty five tons within the community in Ibado. Wow, 25 tons. And uh, how how long of a period was that? Was that in a one month period or a six months period? No, that was that, because it was in it, it was just within within a, within a single locality. So it took us three months. Amazing. Yeah. So, but we know that if we're able to expand more than that, I have I have that, that that point. So, so because with with that one we collected, we also do an advocate. So we go for a community advocacy, clean up in the community, and we'll pack those waste. And they give it to us, and we take it to our, to our dump site. And we also have a picture of them on our dump site now, on our on our building on our building facility now. They are there packed in the sacks. Great. So so if I can just understand a bit, because you know I'm the finance guy, so I need to understand the numbers a bit better. Yes. So you you're collecting about 25 tons in one locality in Ibadan itself. Yes. When you get the when you get the plastic into your place and you make it into these bales. How much are you able to then sell it for? How much is your revenue per ton or per per kilo uh, for the plastic bale that you can sell? Okay, okay, because we have not because we have not done any sales for security reasons. So what we do at that point was just a pilot to see the to test run. Mm-hmm. So at that point, when we did that last year, the price was still very very low. I think then it, it was around seventy naira per kg. At the selling price. 79 naira, sorry. Which we sold. 79 naira? 70 naira. Okay, 70 naira. 70, 70, yeah. 70 naira. So which we sold to, to which we sold to recyclers in Lagos, the uptake, and we used that to pay all those volunteers and to and to and, and, and as an incentive. Because at that point, we're not able to generate any revenue from it just to see how far it was. But as that today I'm talking to you now, mm-hmm. it's as chick that's involved. Thank thank God to COVID. As I now, PT goes for 150, 150 kids, 150 now. Okay, so it's almost doubled in price because of the pandemic. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes, yes, that's gone up. And, 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 and we're also having more players and more investors coming in now to the country now. Because even Coca-Cola just, just, opened, just opened a bottle-to-bottle recycling facility in Lagos to buy plastic back into the facility to recycle. Ah, okay. So, so you know, you, you touched upon this um, a bit earlier about how you think incentivizing people is very important. You also touched about how you think yes. incentivizing is a proven model. Um, so one of the questions that I yes. had for you was with, with only being able to make 150 naira per kilo, per kilo, or, you know, back then it was 70 naira per kilo. Do you feel like you have um, enough uh, money in that space or enough revenue or margin to be able to provide incentives towards people and also be able to cover your cost? Because with a social enterprise, you know, it's not only about uh, charitable donations, about running a business that actually generates profit so you can be sustainable. Yes. Okay, so to answer that question, we are, we are able to do our market research. Mm-hmm. And, our, our, and as of today, we have a five-year financial analysis that, that tells us where and where. So even with incentives, because in terms of, instead of like 13 naira, mm-hmm. so... You buy you buy at thirty naira for incentives. You sort and you build about twenty naira in our in our model. Mm-hmm. 
for Sultan State 20 Naira, then you wash and do it at 60 Naira. So the, the cost of, 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 of a production is around 60 Naira. So that means you actually have like 16, like 16 Naira extra left for you to pay your salaries and, and also have profit. Okay, okay. So it's profit. There is money there. There is enough margin there. So you're about uh, 50%. Yeah, there's money. 50% margin. But, but just that, yeah, just that, it depends on the volume. So that means you have to increase your volume. Yes. The more you increase the volume of collection, the more money you can make in the sector. And uh, and talking about volume, how much waste is there currently in Nigeria? What's the size of the market that you have to try and tackle here? What's the how big is this problem? You know, do you have it in in, in tons? For this year, everybody, everybody knows that there was there was a pandemic, so we're having a one on one one on one conversation. Like so, after after the Coca do this year, and I was shocked that Coca actually make so much money last year. Than any previous year, she said they make so much money. I said, okay, fine. So what's the volume? She said last year they were able to do 300 million units of Coca-Cola was sold in Nigeria last year, and they and they even want to expand and even do more. I'm like, wow. And I asked her the next question. So ma, from these 300 million units that was sold last year, how many do you plan to recover? Then she went dumb. I should never answer the, that question to today. And so by January this year, there's an, there's an alliance which you call the Food, Beverages, and Recycling Alliance, which is an umbrella body of all the beverage companies in, company, company in Nigeria, which have Coca-Cola, 7-Up, Biggie, all of them together, to form an alliance to clear the plastic, the plastic waste minerals in Nigeria. And in January, they list their data. And it says by last year January, this year January, Nigeria produced 513,000 tons of plastic waste was produced in Nigeria in the year 2020. Wow. 513,000 tons were produced in Nigeria. And from that rich figure, less than 30% was recovered. And from that 30% that was recovered, less than 10% was recycled. So that means we have over 70% still left within the, within the immediate, our immediate environment. Mm. So only 10% was recycled. So only 50,000 tons were recycled last year in, in Nigeria, in, yes. in the whole Nigeria. In Nigeria. In the whole of oh, Nigeria. Amazing. So it's a That's, that was the, 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 that huge potential for PET points recycling to then go and recycle yes. huge volumes. Yes. Yes. If you can do, if, if you can have, if you can, if you can get the collection light, you can do much more. Wow. Um, okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for that insight. That's very, that's very important. I think for everyone to understand how big and how big of a problem this actually is in the country. I think the the next question I have is, uh, along the lines of, of, of education versus lack of infrastructure. So, you know, how big of a problem do you think, uh, the lack of understanding or education on recycling is in Nigeria today? How many people know that recycling needs to be done? In, in the country today, and, and how does PET points try to try to combat this? Okay, so one of our key goals and visions is no matter what we do, advocacy still plays a key role in our activity, and that's why even on Junkie Hub too, there's a space on that hub which is really for advocacy and awareness creation. So even as a community, you have to keep the advocacy awareness campaign up there. And at the same time, you have to collect at the same time. That's why you can balance the equation. Because it doesn't make sense to 
and this and this is what we this, this is what we have all the time. So let me share, let me share an experience there. We were in a community in Ibarakomakola, Sabo, to go and do a cleanup activity. We had volunteers, and money was spent. Shirt was printed. You you give them food to come. You give them stipends to come. So we wanted to come in, talk to them, the community. You share flyers, you share everything. You pack the ways they have there. You start they have there. You talk everything away. But I tell you, when when we go back to the next one, ah, the, you will miss that way step back again. Mm. And that is why, as we are talking, you must also begin to put those community infrastructure with They just say, okay, fine. I'm talking to you. This is where you can drop the waste within your community. And this is somebody within the community who manage it for on your behalf. And it's not for free. It's an incentive. With that one, you're telling them that's fine. You're not beginning to, to change their mindset to, see, to not begin to see plastic waste as resources and no longer as waste. And that's the point we're trying to make. That's a very good strategy. Make make plastic waste a resource, not a waste. That's a that's a great line as well. Yes. Just and, and you know yes. that that's all the questions that I have. Thank you so much for your time. But just you know, being a numbers guy, just to give you give you a little bit of insight, if you take your five hundred thousand tons and each kilo is a hundred and fifty naira, you're talking about a market size assuming five hundred naira to a dollar. You're talking about a hundred and fifty million U.S. dollars. Of re- possible recycling waste that you have as a market size to go after. Do you know that even in Nigeria, the exports, hmm. the little guys, there's a company they call Recycland. Recycland is, is in the UK. They have an office in Nigeria who go buy from from aggregators, and, and so what they do is they buy in the raw and export back to the UK, and the UK they turn to pellets and send back the pellets back to the country back. Hmm. Yeah, amazing. So you can so you can imagine. That's crazy. Uh, anyway, I'll let I'll let Nathan ask a few more questions. Thank you again, Sunday, for for answering my questions. Great, Thank great you. answers. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Vivek. Mr. Shalange, I'm so excited to speak with you. I have I'm I have two questions um, specifically about about the end consumer here. Um, so the first question is, you know, what, when I've been spending time in Nigeria, what I hear over and over again is the problem is we want to recycle some communities want to recycle but they cannot get to where the to drop off their their goods or their plastic waste there's a problem there so i like your idea of these mini trucks to collect waste what's do you have some ideas or could you discuss a little bit about this problem of getting the waste from the house to the recycling point besides mini trucks or have you seen any new strategies that have come up recently in the area that 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 is useful okay okay so what is co- what is coming up now is now is we now have social enterprises now building technology and, and at the same time providing that s- simple infrastructure within the community. Mm-hmm. And that's that, that's exactly what we also want, also want to do too. Because if you keep waiting for government to somewhere, they won't do anything. So what we see is people want to recycle. Yeah, they want to do it, but they don't know where they are going to drop it. Mm-hmm. They don't know where they're going to put it within their community. That's exactly the same reason why we we are we are providing a tech solution that also come also to with a, with a meaning collection infrastructure within the community. This last question to wrap things up. You know, you've just been so inspirational for all of us here. Um, every we've been texting on the side saying he's just full of energy. He's just you know, I wish we could be more like Mr. Shalanki. What inspires you to keep going? You know, this is a this is a massive problem not only in Nigeria, but globally, but it's specifically in Nigeria, given what you just described. What, what have you seen in terms of successes? And could you leave us with a positive message that this, could, this is something that we could tackle um, as, part of our, as part of our work together? 
Yes, it's how you can tackle. And, and, and I'm going to come back to this point now. The day we begin to see waste resources, the issue is solved. When the local women knows that I can get value from my plastic waste, then you know when you drink plastic waste, you hide it, and you know I'm going to get something from here. And that's exactly what we'll be telling Coca-Cola. So Coca-Cola, can you guys attach a figure and said, drink your Coke, return the bottle for five naira. You're going to see how massive. Without, if you can, if Coca-Cola, if, if any of the most can do that one, I can tell you, we will not send the plastic on, the, on, our, on our roads again in Nigeria. That's amazing. Because what it means is we have attached value to that waste. I think uh, Vivek wants to share an announcement with you to wrap things up. Uh, but we just want to be so, we're so grateful for your time and you're just really such an inspiration to all of us. No problem. We are, we are, we are, we are all learning. Yeah, so Sunday, so Sunday yeah, we are, we are always learning. So again, I think, I think just to echo what everyone has said, I think you know, you, you've inspired us uh, so much in, in your project, in what you're trying to accomplish. I think you know, we've had so many people be part of this process for requests for podcasts and, and try to come on the show. But I think very few people actually try and find a social enterprise that builds the community into its, its into its business model itself. And that's sort of the essence and key that we've been looking for in social enterprises that we want to promote. So I, I think, look, what you've created is incredibly success, uh, incredibly amazing so far. What we would really like to do is show our support and gratitude to you. So instead of giving you what we were discussing this whole time was a 10K uh, USD grant, we've actually decided to double it. And we're going to give you 20,000 US dollars to go ahead and accomplish your dreams. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. That really helps. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm going to share videos with you. You're going to see videos. Yes. Like if you get that money today, I'll give you the next one month. You're going to see what I've done with the, with the videos. And also too, we'll make sure that Anything we do with the morning, we're going to have your logo sponsored by Project oh, Wavy. And we'll tell the government that this is what, this is what I've done before. So very good. thank you very much for that. I'm no, the, all the thanks goes to you. It's on, it's on the hard work of you and your entire team that, that, that we have. And we're just honored to share your story with everyone. So congratulations once again. And thank you for being part of, part of the first episode and first season of Project Ray Ray. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for the time. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Vivek and Nathan. Great questions. And Mr. Sunday, we're so honored to have you be our first interviewee. We look forward to keeping in touch with you and finding out exactly how you're changing the landscape in Ibadan and beyond. You know, thank once you. Junkyard thank, thank goes global, we really, we're really looking out for you. So congratulations. And um, thank you for thank that. You. Thank and you. And to everybody listening, we'll see you at the next episode. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it was a countdown. There was a countdown. There was a countdown. There was a countdown. countdown. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Sunday. Thank you. Thanks, Sunday. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Niti. Thank you very much, Vivek. Thank you for the whole team. Thank you.